Marco Rossi impressed in the first preseason game for the Minnesota Wild yesterday. But what are the expectations for him this season? We discuss that and more today on Locked on Wilds. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we talk Marco Rossi and his expectations for the 2022-2023 season. We'll look at where he may finish up with stats depending on where he slots into the lineup and some storylines surrounding Rossi to watch here this season. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams, guiding you through the preseason here on Lockdown Wild. And as we discussed a little bit yesterday, the Wild win their preseason opener 3-2 to in overtime over a split squad Colorado Avalanche lineup. Sounds like Kirill Kaprizov was taken out for precautionary measures and actually uh, ended up playing after taking a shot um, off the ankle from Freddie Goudreau. A glancing blow, but he ended up playing another shift, and the Wild made the decision to take him out of the lineup just to be on the safe side, so wouldn't be too concerned about that moving forward. We did talk about one of the bright spots for the Wild in their preseason opener, that being Marco Rossi, who is coming in with some pretty big expectations on his shoulders for the Wild both this season and beyond. So just looking at the expectations first and foremost for Rossi this year, I think it's pretty clear cut for uh, what the Wild are hoping from him this year. The hope for him, in my mind and in the minds of many, is to show that he belongs at the NHL level. We all know the Rossi story by now. Had uh, COVID-19, ended up developing myocarditis from it, which led to him missing essentially an entire season of hockey and trying to work his way back from it. His first season back on the ice was this past year in which he spent the entire season down in Iowa ended up setting the Iowa Wild record for rookies for points in a season with 53 in 63 games. Did start to kind of hit a wall down the stretch, but I think it's I think it's fair to say that that was expected with his first season back with his legs underneath him. But as we talked about, I mean 53 points in 63 games, he uh, he had a very, very good season for the Minnesota Wild and being the ninth overall pick in the draft from 2019. Uh, the hope is that he can be a top line or top six player uh, for this Minnesota Wild team going forward as Bill Guerin starts to cultivate this younger core 
and add pieces to it uh, through the next few years of the Parisi and Suter buyouts. If Rossi is able to come up to the NHL level, show that he can play with that level of competition, and earn a spot amongst the, uh, the top portion of the lineup, then I think that is mission accomplished for the Wild here this year. I think that's going to set them up very well at the center position because it allows the Wild to um, it allows the Wild to check a box off their list going forward of things that they're going to need once uh, they get past the buyouts and can really start to pull in some pieces to cultivate this roster further. So if Rossi comes up and looks the part. He looks the part, does relatively well in the face-off circle, is assisting his teammates and scoring as uh, himself, then I think it's going to be a uh, great season for Marco Rossi. That's not to say that there aren't going to be some potential bumps in the road along the way. We saw Matt Boldy last year have a uh, relatively clean end to the season once he uh, finally recovered from injury and ended up being called up to the Wilds roster. And of course, the year before that, we had the Kirill Kaprizov experience begin. And so there's a pretty rich history of rookies performing well over the uh, the last couple of seasons. But that's not. there's not to say that there aren't going to be games here or there where things just don't go well. And I think the important thing for the Wilds in this process is not going to be to hit the panic button early on if it doesn't start off the way that we're all hoping. However, considering what we saw yesterday in which Rossi ended up with two assists, he assisted on the game winner to Ryan Hartman in overtime, and more importantly, This is the key thing to pull from yesterday's preseason game. We did briefly touch on it yesterday, too. In overtime, with Kirill Kaprizov out of the game, Dean Evason went to Marco Rossi in overtime, along with Ryan Hartman, to uh, be the lineup he put out there on the ice. And it ended up leading to getting the win. And that led to some quotes from Dean Evason and uh, Ryan Hartman talking about the uh, Marco Rossi experience. And uh, you look at some of the things that those guys were, uh, were saying about Rossi is he just, he looked the part, he looked comfortable, and uh, he looked confident in what he was doing out there on the ice. And this even is translated to what Rossi himself is uh, saying uh, over the uh, the first few days of training camp heading into this season. Uh, Michael Russo had this snippet um, in one of his bigger breakdowns um, of the, uh, the Rossi moments from yesterday. Uh, Rossi said, I'm more ready. Last year, everything was new for me, and this year I'm coming in and knowing what is expected of me. I'm just trying to prove to everyone that I belong here. Uh, Dean Evason adds to that. He killed penalties, played on the power play. We moved him up when Kirill went out, put him with Hartsey and Goods, and clearly just a tremendous pass in overtime. That's what he does, just a distributor, and he's going to make those types of plays. He looked and played 
like he belongs. Um, interesting. Another comment from Rossi. To be honest, I don't care who's left or right next to me. I try to support them, make them better, and try to make the best out of it. It seems to me like Rossi is really treating this with a business-like mentality uh, as he wants to show that he can earn this spot and can be what the Wild are hoping uh, that he is able to be for this team. Now that he is, has gotten his strength back under him, important point, too, is he had the entire offseason this year to get himself ready and did so. So he's coming into this season fully healthy and fully ready to uh, help this Wild team any way he can. And so, really, it boils down to me for expectations. Look the part. If Marco Rossi looks the part, is able to be a uh, solid contributor to this lineup, then that is going to be mission accomplished for this Minnesota Wild team. As for where exactly that happens in the lineup, we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. But first, we are going to discuss his potential stats projections, and this is where we're going to get the listeners involved. And so uh, we'll talk about what Rossi's stats could look like in his rookie season. All of that and more coming up after this here on Locked on Wild. Our next partner has a product I use literally every single day. I started taking AG1 because it really simplifies getting those vitamins and supplements in your system while you're getting ready for work in the morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Plus, it's tried and true. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And uh, looking at the projected stats for Marco Rossi here for this season, this will be a little bit different format than uh, what we typically do with these. We've obviously gone to um, we've gone to using the ESPN fantasy hockey projections just to try to get kind of a base as to what to expect from particular players. Uh, however, for this, uh, Marco Rossi is not listed. So a huh, huge shout out to ESPN for not having any stats whatsoever listed 
for uh, Marco Rossi. So uh, we are just going to try a couple of other things um, to kind of get a baseline as to what to expect from him. We'll start with The Athletic, who ranked the top 20 uh, potential candidates for the Calder Trophy for the 2022-2023 season. Marco Rossi checks in at 13th, and uh, here is a snippet courtesy of Scott Wheeler as to uh, what the expectation is for Rossi here for this season. My belief in Rossi is no secret. I think he's ready for the NHL Challenge, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with it this season. There's also opportunity to be had with the Wild down the middle. He likely won't start in a top-six role, though, and that time spent in the bottom six may prevent him from seriously working his way into the Calder race. I actually think his defensive aptitude and the roundness of his game almost works against him being immediately placed in an offensive role. Top prospects who don't have his commitment to being above the puck or his strength or his face-off acumen are often placed higher in the lineup in, the, in order to be successful. While I have full faith that Rossi will get there, such as top six, power play one, etc., he's also the kind of player who can play everywhere in the lineup. Now, if we look at the odds, uh, if we look at what Matt Boldy did this past season, um, he ended up with, um, it was 39 points in 47 games. So let's assume that Rossi plays somewhere in the 70 games range. Let's just use that as an easy metric. I would say 80, but, you know, I, well, let's, let's go with 80. So for a rookie, and considering, the, uh, considering what Wheeler said, it's actually right on, and it's something that we'll finish the show by talking about, there's much more potential for Rossi to be a little lower in the lineup to start. Uh, which is why I think we've seen him mixed in with the likes of Connor Dewar and Brandon Duhame. Just to try to take some pressure off because Rossi has other things that he brings to the equation other than purely scoring. So if we go with 80 games and assuming he starts lower in the lineup and works his way up, how much of a disappointment would say 15 goals, 25 assists, 40 points be in 80 games, a point every two games, 15-ish goals, 25 assists. I would say, for my mind, anywhere between, you know, on the low end, 10 goals, on the high end, 20 goals, and somewhere between 40 and, I mean, really anything I think really anything above um, 40 points would be a massive win uh, for Marco Rossi in his rookie season. So I think if you I think if you say 15 goals, 25 assists, put that as the benchmark, allow some wiggle room maybe on the lower end, maybe he goes 10 goals, 30 assists, uh, ends up with that 40-point mark. I think if he can be about a half a point per game player, for his rookie season, I think that's a good spot to start. Assuming that he could certainly meet that, he could be under that figure. 
Uh, and so I think in looking at these stats projections, and maybe this worked out better that we don't necessarily have a number for Rossi to, to start with, I think the context will be the most important thing for uh, Marco Rossi for this season. Let's assume, let's just say for argument's sake that he starts the season on that fourth line. If he elevates to where he is playing with Matt Boldy and we see in the first month or two of the season, we see him in a lower role, but then he elevates to play on the Boldy line and that line ends up having success over the final two or three months of the season, I think if you take what he does during that time and kind of extrapolate that over the season, I think that paints a clearer picture as to, well, yeah, he was on the fourth line. They didn't really do a whole lot of scoring to start the year, but he was winning faceoffs and making plays, and so the Wild ended up elevating him, and then the scoring came. If we're, if we're having that sort of like a a slow start and elevating to uh, a much higher or a higher spot in the lineup, I think then that will end up leading to this season being a success for him while his stats may not necessarily be as high as we would like. So, yeah, we can throw out the stats projections. We can say, hey, half a point per game player for Rossi is, is great, is fantastic. But the context is going to be important. If he ends up spending almost the whole season on the fourth line, doesn't really do anything, then, yeah, that's, that's probably not what we're looking for from him um, at this point in his career. But it's all about that growth, all about that elevation, all about taking this opportunity, looking like he belongs, and furthering it by, uh, by getting some opportunities um, that he maybe didn't start the season with. That's all wins in my book. And so stats-wise, I, I would say there's a range that would be acceptable for his performance. Let us know in the comments what you think would be acceptable for Rossi in his rookie season. Do you think he's going to come in and have uh, a, a smashing success season? Are you a little more guarded? As to his performance, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll talk it out in the comments here for today's episode. Uh, we will finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild talking about some of the storylines to watch for Marco Rossi here this season. All that and more coming up here on Lockdown Wild. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Final segment of the show, we're going to discuss some storylines uh, coming in from uh, the Marco Rossi angle. I did want to give Denny a shout-out as he mentioned uh, that Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy, when they were playing together in Iowa, they uh, scored in 14 consecutive games. So uh, I think that's what we're looking for in terms of a, uh, a storyline for Marco Rossi this season. We talked at length about, you know, expectations-wise. What uh, what are we hoping to see from him? I think the big storyline, in addition to does he look like a center of the future? Does he look like a guy that was picked ninth overall in the NHL draft? Does he have all those things that we've been hoping to see from him over the last couple of seasons? 
Uh, big one I'm looking at is do we see more of what happened against the Avalanche? And yes, I know it was a split squad for Colorado, and the Wild didn't have a ton of their regulars in either. Do we see more of that kind of thing as the season progresses where Dean Evison gets comfortable giving Marco Rossi some of those clutch moments, playing out on the ice in overtime with a chance to win the game, time on the power play, things of that nature. Do we see Rossi step into a lot of those roles that the Wild have been looking for to get a center to play? Uh, It sounded like, uh, again, game was not on television, but from the reports on the game, sounded like Rossi did a good job in the, uh, the face-off circle as well. Just did a really good job handling all of his business uh, throughout the game, and so it's, it's definitely an encouraging sign to start the season for him. Uh, the other storyline, how quickly does it take for us to get the, uh, the Rossi-Boldy combination that we are all looking for? We talked about it a little bit, but um, Dean Evison once again, doing a little bit of mixing with the lineup just to try to give some flexibility, some things that this team may be able to do uh, at points throughout the season. So we've seen Sam Steele with Matt Boldy and Freddie Goudreau. We've seen Rossi with Brandon Duhame and Connor Dewar. But Everson, uh, very quick to point out that we will see Steele and Rossi flip on uh, both of those lines. And so you're... You're guarding against Rossi maybe taking a little while to, uh, to work into that, uh, that higher line with Boldy, but you also are giving yourself the opportunity that if, if Rossi comes out of the gate and he really looks like he is ready for some additional time, then you haven't boxed yourself into a situation where you can't elevate him in the lineup and, uh, and then your fourth line suffers. So I... <laughs> I'm excited. I, I think Rossi is going to uh, to show some things this season, and I think he is not going to disappoint. I don't know if it'll be enough to uh, to be a, another potential Calder Trophy winner for the Minnesota Wild um, just because of some of the things that could happen lineup-wise to start the year. But I think by the end of the season, we will all be collectively saying that we get a pretty good one here in Marco Rossi to throw into that uh, that center position, and if he does, if he does hit, that's gonna that's gonna answer a lot of questions for this team uh, going past this year and beyond. So, really excited to see what Marco Rossi has in store, and I'll I'll belay the point again. It seems like he is going into this season with a very business like approach. Because I think not only does the team want him to be successful in this role, I think he wants it more so to be able to show everybody that he's capable of, uh, of being that uh, ninth overall selection in the 2019 NHL draft. So can't wait to see him uh, take that opportunity and run with it because I, I think that's going to be huge for this team uh, throughout this season and beyond. Uh, I'll mention it again for those that uh, that heard yesterday's show and um, maybe are coming into this one midway through or, or missed it right at the top of the show. We did discuss Kirill Kaprizov leaving the game yesterday um, after 
taking a puck off the ankle from Freddie Goudreau. Uh, it sounds like he was taken out purely for precautionary measures. Um, ended up playing a shift after the injury happened and so was able to get back out on the ice as we never expected he would leave it, but then was taken out for precautionary measures. So I don't think there's anything to be concerned about there, but uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on it as the rest of the preseason progresses. We'll have more preseason tidbits for you ahead of Tuesday's game as the preseason rolls along. So make sure that you stick with Locked on Wild so that you don't miss out on anything Minnesota Wild related as we move through the rest of the preseason. So subscribe on YouTube, follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and uh, we'll keep you up to date every single step of the way. We are bringing you new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.